This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Adam had all the souls. Adam had all the souls. Actually, he had one big soul. Because Hashem created Adam and, and he breathed into Adam's nose. He breathed his soul. So it's really part of God. And then Adam did a big Avera. And this is very deep Kabbalah, but it shattered into millions of souls. But originally, his neshama. They're called nitzutzim. That's what they're called. They all became. They all became. One soul became millions of souls. Little ones. That's us. What? You always have a choice. No, but they had to fix. There was in Mitzrayim, there was in Bavel, there was, it was all over the place. But he he had one big soul. Because Hashem, Hashem didn't breathe a bunch of souls into him. Hashem breathed one soul into him. We're believe it or not, and I, I don't want to get into it too deeply, but every girl in this room. It's part of God because you, you you have a soul that came from Him. So you're actually part of God. And that's why there's a, a din of Kedusha and Tumah and whatever, all these different things. Because when a person dies, when a person dies, the soul leaves. When the soul leaves, you're only a body. The body has no Kedusha. So then a body without a soul is tummy. So why do we um, respect the body? Because it's getting you, it's getting you to do. No, it's getting. No, I mean, after you're dead, like we're not allowed to be cremated or whatever. Because Hakarasatov, this body took me to shul. This body spoke a bracha. This body. What do you mean? It, I used this body my whole life to get where I'm going. How is that like, that, like It's Kadosh. It's, 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 you're honoring the body of what it did for you. Yeah, it was, it was the car. It was the car. Why do you change the oil in your car? And change the filters and change everything? Because it gets, gets you where you're going. So the same thing. This body is, is um, when, when a person passes away, so the soul leaves the body. It's extremely painful. For who? For the person, because the soul gets to look at the body, Physically? and the body rots, and it bothers the soul very much. But it depends; it stays here for a while. It depends on what the soul and the body, the connection between the two of them. If it was kedusha, then it, the soul is, is good. But if the if, in other words, the more physical you are, the more it hurts to, for the physical part to die. The more spiritual you are, the less it hurts for the physical part dying because that's not who you were. So the more physical a person is, it's like, yeah, it's... Uh, so, so, so the Hashem, and that's the whole thing of Tzniyas, the whole, whole basis of everything is Hashem gave you a car, He gave you a vehicle in order to raise the soul that He gave you in this world. And if you're... If you're if you're praising the vehicle and you're busy with the vehicle and you lost sight on the soul, the, the, the driver, then you missed the whole picture. So if you're not sneeze and you're not dressed and you're showing off your body, Hashem's like, one second, one second. I gave you a body, which is just a body and it dies and it goes to the dirt. And I took myself, my spiritual self, 
and put it in the body. And what are you showing off? You're not showing me off. You're not showing God off by doing mitzvahs and stuff. You're showing off the body. That's the biggest insult to God. I gave you this body, right, to take me, to take the, the soul to a higher level. Me? Nech! I don't cover, you, so, so that's the whole thing of Tzniyas. The whole thing of Tzniyas is I'm covering the body. I'm not proud of the body. The body is nothing. The body is only here to do mitzvahs, to, to do what I'm supposed to. So I'm covering my body because I realize that that's not who I am. My spirituality is who I am. And I, I talk to girls about this all the time. I'm like, how do you expect to get a guy, a really good guy, that gets to know you and gets to know your emotional and, and, and gets into an emotional relationship with you? If you're showing him your body, you're selling body. Who's gonna, who buys body? Guys who are interested in body. Who buys personality and, and, and emotions? Someone's interested in emotions. So if you cover up, you cover up your whole body and this guy likes you, why do you like me? You don't know what I look like underneath, like why do you like me? Not because I'm a girl, you like me because of who I am. You like my personality, you like my, my hashkafa, you like the way I think. So that guy, as you, the longer you're married, right? I didn't know my wife's hashkafa that well when I married her. I didn't know her personality that well. I knew it, I liked it, or I wouldn't have married her. But after years of having children and grandchildren and going through hardships and going through not hardships and having good times and having bad times, of course I'm closer to her than I was when I was 20. Because I wasn't a body buyer. It's not what I was. I was an emotional personality buyer. So the longer I'm with my wife, the more emotional I am, the more personality, the more relationship we have. And then women get all upset because they weren't sneers and they were prancing around, you know, not the way they should have. And the guy, the good-looking guy with the blue eyes, right? But you were selling him body. So when you're 40 or 45, or after having a bunch of kids, and he's got a 19-year-old secretary, where's he going? He's not, a, he's not an emotional personality. That's not your relationship. That's where he came from. So the better the body, the younger the body, he's a body buyer. And then they're like, I don't understand. My, my husband's having an affair. How did this happen? I'm like, hello? You, your whole relationship was based on physical. So, uh, yeah. You're not as young as you used to be. And you don't look like you used to be. So what, where did you think he would go? But if it's not based on physical, it's based on emotional. The, the longer, you're, the, the older you get, the less physical beauty you have. The older you get, the more emotional beauty you have. So, how did I try to attract this guy? If I attract him with emotional personality, hashkafa, then that's going to get much better. But if I, if I, if I attracted him with my body, that's going to get much worse. And Hashem is saying, I don't chat. Like, what are you doing? I, I, I gave you my soul. And what are you showing off? The body? The car? Not the person? It's, it's imagine, imagine you're going out with a guy. So you don't have to imagine that, right? Um, imagine you're going out with a guy. And he's, dri- he's driving a, a Lamborghini. Made a lot of money. Driving a Lamborghini. Two seats. Red, fire red, making a lot of noise when he drives up, right? The doors eh, open that way. And like you're going out with him, like let's say you get engaged, and your friend's like, Miriam, wow, could you could you tell me something about him? And you're like, he's got a red Lamborghini. But like, could you tell me, could you tell me like 
more about him? Like, you, you know, you look like you're really in love with him. Yeah, he's got a red Lamborghini. And the guy sitting there is like, that's, that's, all, that's, that's it? That's all you have to say about me? What else should I say? You got a red Lamborghini! He'd be like, I'm really hurt. We spent all this time together. We got engaged. We're getting married. We're getting married. And all you can say about me is I have a red Lamborghini? Which is saying that if I didn't have a red Lamborghini, you're not interested in me. So you're not interested in me. You're interested in the red Lamborghini. Girls, we're doing the exact same thing. We're doing the exact same thing. Hashem, right, gave us a body. That's the Lamborghini. It's amazing. It can do amazing things. And now, your whole life, all you're talking about is the Lamborghini. I'm beautiful. My body. My car. My money. My house. My this. My that. Hashem's like, that's it? That's who I am? What you look like? A guy? Food? That, that's, that's why I brought you into this world? That's why you're here? So all you're talking about all the time is the red Lamborghini, then you missed the boat. What about the guy? What about God? God said, it's not about the red Lamborghini. Yes, I gave you a body, but I gave you that body to take your soul to a higher level, and you forgot about the soul. Totally forgot about the soul. And all you're interested in is in the body. You missed the boat. It's Mamich, that's exactly, that's the growth of the Neshama. It's, it's not normal that God put a Neshama into each one of us. How many of you look in the mirror in the morning before you come to school? Don't look in the mirror? Brush your hair? Put on your makeup? What? No. <laughs> you don't even look in the mirror? Straighten out your glasses? Okay. Well, most people do look in the mirror. Physical, physically. Okay, you're going to a wedding, you look in the mirror? Yeah. Okay. So you look in the mirror, why? Because you want to see what you look like. My hair good, my makeup good, my lips are good, my mascara good, everything good, right? Okay. How many people look in the spiritual mirror? So, we're just looking at the physical part. We're not looking at the spiritual mirror. So that's why the Chofetz Chaim says that at night, before you go to sleep, you should think about your day. It's called the Cheshben HaNefesh. Cheshben HaNefesh is a spiritual mirror. Where you look at, who did I help today? Did I make, a, did I make brachas? Did I appreciate God? Did I, did I appreciate that I'm healthy? Just like, so, so, so again, we're busy with the Lamborghini. We're busy with the physical. We're not busy with the driver, the person that's in the Lamborghini. And, and that's how the way, you know, you, dr- you drive up with a red Lamborghini and everyone's like, whoa! No one's interested in finding out about you. Good day, bad day, who you are, what you are. They're like, hey man, check out that car. Check out that car. No one's like, check the guy in the car. Just check out the car. Now, by the way, it works the other way also. I was on the West Side Highway not that long ago. This fire red Ferrari, right? And I, I, I happen to love cars. And it's a brand new Ferrari. So I, I wanted to see who, who's the driver. Who's the driver of a brand new red? Very unusual, it's a woman. Right? It's usually a guy. Um, 
Okay, so I drive up next to the next to the car, and there's a guy sitting there. He must have been seventy. Oh. Okay. And he was bald, and he had a little white ponytail in the back. Like he took his hair in the back with the rubber band in the back. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't care if you have a red Ferrari, you're still an old guy. And he was doing the opposite. He was, look at my car. Don't look at me. My car is me. Don't look at me. Wait, so it wasn't a girl. It was a guy that you thought was a girl. Was a, no, I didn't think it was a girl. No, no. I'm saying it's unusual that it's a girl driver. Yeah. So when I pulled up, I, I figured it's a young guy, rich guy. I mean, Ferrari was like a 75-year-old old man, right? And he had no hair, but in the back he had a point. So he's trying to look, he's trying to look like, um, like look at my Ferrari. Look at my, if, he, if he had been in a regular car, nobody would talk about him. So, so he's trying to be young by, by the Chichanias. But the bottom line is, you can put an, eight, an 80-year-old guy in a Ferrari with a ponytail, he's still an 80-year-old guy. Right, but he, he feels young. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying, good for him. But that's, that's, it doesn't change who he is. So a person who has a soul is, is at a very, very high level. And if you're going to not be sneers, and you're not going to dress correctly, and you're going to curse, and whatever you're going to do, it doesn't, it doesn't change that you have a very, very holy soul. And what you're saying is, I'm focusing not on who I am, I'm focusing on, on the red Ferrari. So that's, you know, HaKash Baruch Anybody have a sitter? Give me, give me a sitter, please. I was going to talk about Rus. I can't get to Rus every week. It's something else. It's crazy. Who's coming on, a tri- who's coming on the Schwartz program? No? No? I'm, I'm, ins- I'm insulted. You're giving me a Svarty sitter? Wait, oh, this is Svarty? Yeah, give me, if you can get me a regular sitter. Just a regular sitter. No, it's great, but it's not going to have what I need in it. We really want everyone to come. I got, I got a really, I got a really good subsidy. A good one. A subsidy. I, I got three hundred dollars for every girl. Three, no, instead of seven hundred, it's only four hundred, right? So I got three hundred dollars. Four. I'm, I'm very nice. Don't listen to anyone who tells you I'm not nice. It's. So every morning, when you pray, when you pray, if you pray, we say the following. Anyone, any of you, Daven Chakras? Okay. You want me to call you every morning? Um. Okay, listen carefully. Elokai Neshama Shinasata B. God, the soul. Interesting. Neshama, in the middle of the word is Shama. It's, it's, okay, anyway. Neshama Shinasata B. God, the, the soul that you, you put in me, because that's Hashem blew it into Dabba, to, to Adam, and then when, the, when, it, when it shattered, that's all of us. Kitaharahi, it's pure. Your soul is pure. You cannot destroy your soul. That's something Rabbi Wallstein can tell you. Yesterday someone said, what she say? This girl is finished. This girl is over, they told me. I said, 
you don't, then you don't, you, don't, you're not, you don't deal with kids. Because one thing I've learned in all the years that I'm dealing with struggling kids is you cannot destroy a soul. You could put muck and dirt and avarice and filth, but it's like a diamond. You cannot destroy it. Okay. Atabarasa. You created it, the soul. Atayitzata. You formed it. Ata nefachta bi. You blew it into my nostrils. Miata mishamra bikirbi. And you are watching it inside of me because when your time's up, it leaves you. Va'ata asid litlevimeni. And one day, Hashem, this is a crazy prayer. And one day, you're going to take it away from me. When a person dies, I know Hashem, that you're going to take away my soul. But! You're going to give it back to me when Mashiach comes. So you're taking it away from me, but you're going to give it back to me. But I want to tell you something, God. All the time that the soul is, I'm alive and the soul is within me. I thank you before you, Hashem, God, my God, and the God of my forefathers, the master of all creation, the owner of all souls, blessed you Hashem, who will return all our souls to dead bodies when Mashiach comes. So this is something that we say every single morning. And the best story that I ever heard, and some of you for sure heard the story from me, but... And then I'll tell you a crazy question that a kid asked me on the story. And then we'll go to the next teacher, Matryoshka. So there were these two blind people. A woman, a, a woman that was blind, she got married. A husband and a wife, they were both blind. One day, they heard on the radio that there's a huge doctor coming to town and he has the ability to do eye transplants. Like you do a heart transplant, he could take an eye from a person who sees and put it into the eye, the socket. What? You can sew it like the heart. Sew it together. So the husband, so the husband heard this and he was like, "Wow." So he said, "Like, wow, that's amazing." Okay. So they called up the number one eight hundred. Get an eye, and they said, "We're really, we're really sorry, but." There are no eyes available, and um, the next eye that's available, according to us, will be in about eight years. So they, they didn't advertise them, but they didn't have any eyes available. Okay. She was, yeah, don't you hear when that happens? So, so she said, she said, this is what, like the most amazing story. She said, she was very broken. She was very broken that, oh, I wish we knew someone, we could, you know, get someone, maybe if we pay a lot of money, and... He said, no, it's an eight-year wait. We're going to have to wait eight years. Two weeks later, he says to her, his wife, you're not going to believe it. They called me back from the iBank. And somebody, somebody dedicated two eyes, and they said that, that, you can have, that we can have it. So she said, um, so you take them. He said, are you crazy? I'm, I don't need them. I'm good. But you, you, you know, Mr. Shem, you'll have children. You need, you take them. Okay. They go to the hospital and they do the eye transplant. 
and her eye, her eyes are her eyes are covered in ba- eyes are covered in bandages. And anyway, to make a long story short, after two weeks, they take the bandages off, and miracle, she's able to see. Okay, he's blind; she's able to see, and she goes to work. She had a job, and it's the first time she sees her boss. She never could see her boss. Guy is really handsome and he always liked her and he's like wow it's amazing that you can see now I'm going to give you a raise this and that said, by the way your husband's blind like if you would get divorced and marry me I would he was very rich I would take you across the world and you'll see South Africa you'll see Niagara Falls you all you missed your whole life that you lived in darkness now I'm going to give you the ability to see everything She's like, no, we're married, this and that. Anyway, he works on her, and he works on her. And she says, you know what? Why do I have to be married to a blind guy, right, and be poor? This guy's going to take me all over the world. So, so she, she um, calls her husband, and she says, hi. So, yeah, hi, how, what's going on? She goes, it's, this is very hard what I'm about to tell you, and I, I, I beg your forgiveness, but I want a divorce. What? I thought she done that. She, yeah, I want a divorce. He goes, what? She goes, listen, um, I'll tell you the truth. You know, now that I can see, um, you know, the guy I work for, he offered to marry me and to take me across the world. And I really do love you and I've always loved you, but I can't live in this world with you with darkness and we don't have money to travel. And, and if you really love me, you'll let me go. And he's like, are you giving me a choice? She says, no. And do me a favor. Um, I want to come home tomorrow, so if you could get all your stuff out of the house, um, um, I, I, I really, I, I, I just, I just don't want. I don't. I, it's not going to go well if I have to come home and see you. So if you could just like pack up, okay? What is he going to do? He's broken. He's so broken. She saw him. She went to work every day, but now she called him and said, "I, I want you to leave the house." No, I don't. Her husband? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. She comes back two days later. The house is empty. The closets are empty. His shoes are gone. His jacket's gone. Everything's gone. And on the bed, on the bed, I have the letter, but I have it at home. So I'm not going to say exactly what. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say exactly. I'm not going to tell you exactly what. I'm going to say what the letter said, but I didn't bring the letter with me. So. So she, on, on the bed, just on the bed is a letter, a piece of paper. There's nothing else in the house. She picks up the letter. Her name was Miriam. It says, Dear, dear Miriam, I 100% totally forgive you for what you did by asking for divorce. But I want to ask you one favor. Just one big favor. Please, take care of those two eyes that I gave to you. He wasn't blind. He used to always make believe he was blind for her. He donated his eyes so she could see. And then he writes, Yes, Miriam, those are my eyes. But instead of using them to look at me and our children and our grandchildren, I gave you my eyes to look at this guy and the world. I love you. Michael. Oh. Crazy story. This is real. Crazy, crazy story. Now, now, 
Lord. Now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. Elokinah Shama that we say in the morning is a letter from God. The eyes I gave you, you need to watch porn? The eyes I gave you, the mouth I gave you, you're using to talk Lashon Hara? The body I gave you, you're uncovering? So guys should look at you? The taste buds I gave you is to eat things that I told you not to eat? It's exactly the letter from Michael is the letter that we get every morning by Elikai Neshama. Everything I gave you to see me, to use for me, to make brachas, you're using for the other guy? That's Elikai Neshama. So we need to be able to tell Hashem that you get with the eyes and the feet and the legs and the body and the ears and the senses, all the five senses. You gave it to me, I'll never use it against you. Just the, the opposite. The whole relationship was a lie. What? The whole relationship was a lie. He wasn't actually blind. I couldn't imagine. No, no, it doesn't make sense. He didn't want her to know that he could see. and she. So he played blind. Yeah, so she went... Like, no, I, I think that's amazing. I think that's brilliant. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that he did that for her. Now, now, girls, girls, girls. Girls, girls, it's a muscle. It's a muscle. It's not a true story. There is, no, there is, there is, there is a, retina, a retina transplant and a cornea transplant. So they're almost there. If a person has to rip, yeah, they'll take the retina of someone's eye and put it into, and, and give you the ability to see. But not, but, but. A kid at the end of my story asked the most amazing question, which proves it's not true. Because if it was true, what he would have done is he would have given her one eye, so then they'd be able to see each other. That's what we said. They should split it. No, that's no. He had two good eyes. I know, but before. So he he just had to take out one eye, right? Then they'd be able to see each other. So it's a marshal. It's a parable. But Hashem did give us two eyes. So what are you using it for? To watch movies? You think that's why he gave it to you? Right. Sit all day and watch movies? That's why Hashem gave you eyes? But he's also the one that made you watch movies. What? He does not make you watch... He does not, he does not make you watch movies? You have Bechira. Oh, no, no, no. Don't even go there. We'll give a share on that. Oh, he doesn't make... No. Would it be fair if I told you um, you can't do this and then I make you do it? Of course, that's not good. God would never do that. He gives you the ability. He gives you the ability. She had. She got eyes. The ability to look at him, her children, and grandchildren, and, and make life better, or to look at her boss and go off and get divorced and go off with him. That's your choice. Everybody has bechira. Everyone has choice. No, it's full choice. He, he only. He only knows what you're going to do because you did it. Because God lives in a world of no time. Past, future, and present is all one. He knows it because you chose it. Yeah, because there's no future. He knows that you're in my class right now. How does he know that? Did he make you come to my class? No. He knows that you're in my class because the past and the present and the future is all one moment. There's no time and space. What's time based on? Girls, what's time based on? Anyone here know? What's time based on? The earth going around the sun. Right. Right. So now, if you leave the earth, do you have time? 
No space yeah, and time. Uh, well, it's all relative. That's a lot. That's what Still I'm Einstein theory is supposed to be. Right. Like it's all relative. Right, but you don't really have time. Yeah. It's space. There's no past, present, and future. Of course there is. No. <laughs> yes, there is because you live in it. You think there is because you live in it. Go try to explain to a fish what it means to walk down a block. And a fish can't explain to you what it means to, to be underwater and breathe underwater. How could you breathe underwater? How does a fish breathe underwater? You can't understand that because you're not a fish. So you. So I'm telling you, the past, present, and future as one moment exists, but you can't understand it because you live in a world of time. So you have to take yourself... I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a good example. I went to a basketball game. This is the best example I can give you. I went to a basketball game. And there's two seconds left in the game. And the, the New York team is losing by one. And the guy's about to take a really far away shot. But he didn't, he didn't see that there's a guy right underneath the basket. If he passes it, we're going to win. So I'm, in the, I'm watching. I'm like, pass the ball! But he doesn't hear me. And he shoots. And he misses. And they lose. Okay? Game's over. Game's over. My friend couldn't come to the game with me. So he taped it. Taped the game. Now, that means the game already happened. He's going to watch it at 11 o'clock. I'm sure you've taped series and stuff like that, right? It already showed. But now he's watching it much later. It happened already. So I'm in the kitchen. I went to the game. I know exactly what happened. He has no idea what happened. And there's two seconds left, and he sees the game on the television, and he screams, Pass the ball! Just like I did. But of course, he didn't pass the ball, because I was there, and he didn't. So I'm in the kitchen, and I'm saying, he didn't pass the ball. Now, you have two guys, two guys here. One guy has no idea if he's going to pass the ball or not. One guy already knows that he didn't pass the ball. Right? But to this guy who's sitting and watching a game in the past, for him right now, it's the present, because he doesn't know what's going to happen. So he's in the present, but I saw the game already. I'm in the past. Same moment. So to explain it to you, it's the same idea. Hashem knows that you're in this room because He doesn't have a past, present, and future. So He knows that you were in this room, that you are in this room, and that you will be in this room all in the same moment. So if you make a, like, a choice, it's all you? It's all you. That's the difference between us and a tree, an animal, a bug. They don't have choice. We have choice. We have Bechira. It's your choice. And going back to the beginning, the thing that you struggle with the most, um, I'm going to take a step out here now, and I hope I don't get a... a people are going to go crazy on the internet against this, especially women. But I'm, I'm quoting a Kavayashar, and it says that the Kavayashar says that a, a woman's biggest struggle is Sneas. That's her biggest struggle. A man's biggest struggle is women. A man's biggest struggle is women, and women's biggest struggle is sneers. Not every girl, most, most. It's a big, it's a big struggle. It's the biggest struggle. Now, therefore, 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 if you're back in this world, it's probably because last time you struggled with sneers. If you're struggling again with sneers. I can think of some now, things that I struggle with. Yeah. You have to, yeah. So, so the Zaya says the one that is the hardest for you to overcome. So, some people are rushing hard up, huh? Sneeze is so different to everybody else. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the basic level. Of the basic level, the basic level. I'm talking about the basic level. The basic level. I have The basic level of, of your elbow, your knee. That's not the basic level. You're talking about modesty. What's the basic level? 
Right, that's a basic basic level. That's basic level. Then you can have chasidish, which is longer, and 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 a seam that you see the stockings are stockings, and yeah, there's a hundred percent. But the basic basic level is because that's what it's that that's no, not rabbi. That's halacha. The halacha it goes back to a saita. The halacha is that that below the that that above the knee is is erva is. Is erva and, and and above the elbow is erva and uncovering your hair is erva and then you go you can go into I'm, I'm not a sneeze teacher I'm not going into it then you can go into the other part when you're sitting above your knee uh, below your knee when you're standing below your knee so I'm, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not no one knows between like here and here what's like yeah. no no elbow elbows elbows. Elbows. I didn't know that. I mean, I know that's. Uh, Daphne, help me out here. Yeah, Daphne, what's the? I know. Just come in here for a second. Daphne, standing right here. What's the basic? Basic. Normal basic is your elbows covered, your knees covered. I'm pretty sure the elbows stay till the elbow. Right. To reach it, not. You don't have to cover. Okay. That's what you said. It's no basic covers. Um, I have a question. If a girl is not seen and a guy is like checking her out. They both like get the mirror for that because 100%. It's, 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 a, it's a very clear caveat about that. Does that work? And, and like, her boss, like, it's very like chill place, but like, her boss is like, like, weird, like, whatever. Anyway, he, he was like saying how, like, um, girls have to cover up because, like, obviously, guys are gonna look and they're not doing anything wrong. Basically, you're saying, basically, they're, yeah, like, it's completely the girls. Well, yes, he has a dinner of Shmir Sanayim. No, it's not. It's he doesn't get he, he doesn't get a free pass because she's not sneers. He doesn't get a free pass. Listen, Gaim Gaim walking the street all the time. They're not dressed. I can't look at them. I can Oh, it's her fault. No, it's your fault. Nobody's not dressed. Then how you not supposed to look? That's a boy's not supposed to look. It's also it's also if you okay. Wait, I got to go upstairs. I got to go upstairs. But also, if you look in Kriyashma, it says Lisa Suru. So suru means follow. So so if 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 you're walking down the street and you're walking down the street and a girl walks right by you and she's not dressed correctly, you're not going to get punished for that. But susuru means check it out. That's the susuru, moving your head. The second look, right? The second look is the avera. Because if someone just, but also you can't put yourself. You can't go to the beach and say, "Not my fault. You walked right by me." A place where Girls are not going to get dressed correctly. You can't even go there. Right. And it's very hard. It's, it's very different for girls and boys. It's very hard. It's very hard to have Shemir Sinayim for a boy. It's very hard to have Shemir Sinayim. Like, it's a struggle. That's our struggle. And we have a struggle also by learning. You don't have that struggle. Again, it's not. But it's just an interesting point. I'll end with this. So it says in the Kabbalah that, and I figured it out with my boys, that if you wear tzitzes, a man has a mitzvah of tzitzes, from when you're 13 till 90, Right? You get it's one billion seconds, and you get a mitzvah for every second. So you come up to the next world, and you have a billion mitzvahs. Whoa. So the girls are like, "Oh, here we go again." Yeah. We come, no, we come up to the next world. We got nothing. We don't wear tzitzis. <laughs> so he brings a kavayasha that sneers every second. You're tznua. To do that. Oh, yeah, but there's a lot of guys that very say I don't like to wear it. It makes you itchy. It makes you this. Like, no, a lot of guys that don't wear that don't wear tzitzis. But it's not, it's not 
mean? Everyone, everyone is different. Mitzvah of He gave you a share of Mitzvah of right? He just gave you a share this morning, Rabbi Green, about being commanded and not being commanded to do a mitzvah. Right, so so a lot. So you because you're commanded to do the mitzvah, it's a little bit anyway. But listen to this. So we get a billion seconds. Girls get more. Why? Because it's hard. How many billion do we get? Girls get more. Why do you have more than I do? Because there's more seniors. Because you start at twelve and I start at thirteen. So we get one year. (laughs) You know how many seconds are in a year? Hello, you know how many seconds are in a year? What? What if I die at eighty? That's your your teacher's job is to teach you the halachas of sneers. That's not Ray Wallace's job. I'm not I'm not getting there. I'm not going there. I'm not getting there. So different than every other teenage teacher out there. Or what I say? Knees, elbows. Knees and elbows, and some people say different stuff. That's not the real halacha. That's just like basic. 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 No. Basic. The biggest argument that there is, like whatever, is if it's reach your elbow or past your elbow. That's not my arm. I, I listen. I, as far as I know. First of all, chesidish ladies, it's way past your. It's here till here. Yeah, that's a chumra. It's a chumra. Okay, whatever. What? Even in like, even in the Bishanim, they didn't say it was elbows. Okay, no, my Bishanim said four inches on the knees. They said according. No, but when they teach you four inches, they don't say it's elbows. Daphne, you'll teach him hilchas sneers, not my job. To me, it's ridiculous. To a guy, it's ridiculous. Here or here? You're only not wearing it till here because you want to make a statement. Like, like if my if my short sleeves, right? If my short sleeves, and it goes here instead of here, I'm gonna be. Oh no, I don't want them. It's ridiculous. How does it change your? It's ridiculous. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.